Jillio here on 720 WGN. Hi. We are live in the Skyline Studio, 18 stories above beautiful downtown Chicago, and we're here until 4 o'clock. Um, uh, coming up, uh, Johnny Carson Comedy Classics. You know, you can watch the Johnny Carson Show on Antenna TV every night. And uh, we always play some uh, clips and uh, sketches or some stand-up or some interviews. Uh, we're going to go back to 1971 for David Brenner's actual uh, first d- debut, his first appearance on The Tonight Show. His first of 155 appearances, and I'm not exaggerating. So uh, we're going to go back uh, to that. We're going to talk about some of uh, the most expensive foods of all time. And, um, yeah, and 312-981-7200 is the phone number if you want to join us. So you heard the song. You heard the song, For the Love of Money. Uh, and that means our good friend Herb Weisbaum is going to join us. He's the Consumer Man. You can check out ConsumerMan.com. He's one of our favorite guests, friend of the show, consumer reporter at KOMO and at Checkbook.org. And we always have Herb on. If you have any consumer-related questions or concerns, 312-981-7200. 312-981-7200. And here's Herb. Hi, Herb. Hi, Nick. How you doing? I'm all right, buddy. How are you? Doing very well. We're in the middle of a heat wave here in Seattle where you hit about 85 degrees today, so we're all melting. That's hot for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got, we, got a, we, got a, we got a heat wave coming in over the weekend, but we get much hotter here in Chicago. Yeah, but we're wimps, so see, it's, it's all relative. So yeah. you know, I grew up in Philly, so I know what hot is, but this here, it's like, you know, my God, I'm going to die. Yeah, I bet, I bet. <laughs> so uh, how you been holding up during all this craziness? We're doing fine. Things have settled down in the, in the city a bit, um, and uh, the weather has turned nice. The key is now to keep uh, all the young people from being crazy and going out to the beaches and doing all that kind of stuff that is very dangerous. And uh, working real hard and made a couple of TV appearances lately for the things I've been doing, which is funny because I haven't had a haircut since February. Yeah. <laughs> so I comb all my hair back and put it down with hairspray and then scream for my wife, Deb, cut the curls off before I go on the air. <laughs> well, the things you do, the things you got to do nowadays. Hey, uh, I've been told to ask you about Herbie the pig. Oh, did you see Herbie? Did, did Thomas have you take a look at him on my Facebook page? Uh, uh, no, I didn't. Did I see him? Well, he's on uh, Facebook.com slash Consumer Man. I uh, had the honor uh, of having a pig named after me, a potbelly pig. <laughs> at State. Uh, I'm on the I'm vice chair of the board of Posados. It's a fabulous organization, uh, the Northwest Leading Rescue and uh, Animal Sanctuary. We have farm animals, dogs and cats. We have an investigator. We just broke up a huge puppy mill, um, rescued a whole bunch of animals. They were in deplorable condition. But we also uh, take care of farm animals who need a home. And they decided this mama, a Penny, had a, a, I don't know, is it a litter of pigs? One of your members will tell me what it is. It's not a litter. It's a something. What is it? What do you call a bunch of pigs? Is it a litter? I don't know. Uh, Thomas, please, you got to Google there. Anyway, it's got probably a good name, you know, and uh, like a horde or something. <laughs> Yeah. I should know this on the board of an animal sanctuary. Anyway, and they decided to name the one uh, pig that was a little different than the others, uh, special, they said, uh, Herbie. So I went up uh, over the weekend to see him before he was being adopted for his forever home. Uh, and um, 
had no idea they told me that to do this. I had no idea that if you rub a potbelly pig, I guess all pigs, on their stomach like a dog underneath their stomach, um, they roll over just like a dog. And this guy rolled over and was asleep within 10 seconds. It was, the, it was just the cutest thing in the world. Oh, so. wow. So we're, we've got some, some information here. Uh, well, we, well, we, page uh and uh and by the way so something for your listeners i mean i know we're a northwest organization but we've been trying to do stuff to help people with dealing with the covid and you know animals are a real good calming agent and, and really good way to de-stress yeah. and if you go to our website uh, it's posados.org p-a-s-a-d-o-s named after a donkey that actually lived at a park a mile down the street from where i live that was tortured to death by a bunch of teenagers at night oh. uh at the next day, and there were no laws in the books in Washington to make it a crime, a felony animal abuse. Uh, they were so they were only prosecuted for misdemeanor being in a park after dark. And now, uh, thanks to Posados, there is a, a bill on the books. It's, a, it's animal abuse is a, a felony. But anyway, we have a thing called Compassion RX. That every week we send you out a newsletter with good news. It's kitten pictures and pictures of goats and the pigs running around and all that kind of stuff. And then we also have a pen pal program, which is really good. Uh, actually, was written up in People Magazine a couple of weeks ago, where your kid can write. Write in, and one of the animals at Posada will write back, send a picture of themselves, and send a note to your kid, and they can become a pen pal uh, with with uh, one of the animals. There are oh. also videos which uh, teach the kids, or they're done at a kid's level, about the different animals who are on the sanctuary, and I learned, and I never had any idea of this. Do you know part of the reason why um, uh, goats have the horns, I mean, besides the fence and all that kind of stuff, what, what it has to do with the health of a goat? No. It helps regulate their uh, body temperature. It does. Somehow it's used for that with the body temperature regulation, and so that's one of the things I learned by watching these videos. So it's it's really cool stuff. There's something wherever you live in the country, anywhere in Chicagoland or wherever the blowtorch of WGN is going right now throughout all the 38 states in Canada, there's something there for everybody. So sign up. It's free. Uh, we also have vegan men. We're a vegan organization. We have vegan menus, vegan recipes, virtual vegan cooking. Lots for everybody to take a, a look at if you want to just join Posados, P-A-S-A-D-O-S dot org. Okay, there you go. By the way, we just we found out that a group of young pigs is called a litter. Okay. A group of hogs is called a passel or a team, and a group of adult pigs is a drift or a drove. <laughs> all right, it's amazing what you can find out by googling something, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, now we yeah. now we sound all smart, right, Herb? That a group of teens drinking is trouble. Right? Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. There's no no question about it. Okay, Herb, hang on, all right? You got it, Nick. All right, Herb Weisbaum is with us. He joins us once a month to talk all things uh, consumer-related. If you have any questions or concerns, uh, consumer stuff, uh, if you're concerned about a scam or something like that, Herb is here to help. 312-981-7200. You can call the Team Hockberg phone line. 312-981-7200. Nick DiGilio on WGN. Let me tell you how it will be. All right. Hey, it's Nick DeGilio on 720 WGN. 312-981-7200 is our phone number. Herb Weisbaum is with us, consumerman.com. He uh, always joins us uh, once a month to talk about consumer issues and to answer any and all of your questions consumer-related. 312-981-7200. Hello, Herb. Nick, always a pleasure to be with you. Yeah, absolutely. We have someone on the line here. It's John on WGN. Go ahead, John. Hi, Mr. Weisbaum. Um, Hey, Nick, Nick, great show. 
I uh, have a question for you, sir. I uh, just recently purchased a condo, and um, one of the things I've been worried about that I've been hearing about for years prior to purchasing a home was that there's identity theft going on through the title of your home. Is that real? Um, I hear of a company called Title Lock. Um, I'm just wondering where am I with that? Is it is it something that I should be concerned about? There is a fraud going on called title title theft, where, where criminals are able to take over the title of your home, and they can and they've sold homes out from underneath people. Uh, at this point, it's a, while it's a very very serious problem. Uh, it is, if it happens to you, it is not, thankfully, as far as we can tell, a very widespread program at the problem at this point in time. Um, I have that on my list of stories to be investigating in the near future and hope to have it done in the next couple of months. Hopefully, if the COVID settles down a little bit and I get a little bit more work done, I do not know anything about the company except I've heard of the company, but I have no indications of what they're able to do for you or, or not, so I can't recommend that. Um, but yes, you're right. It is a very, very serious problem. And when I finally do do the story, and you'll hear it on Nick's show, uh, hopefully in a couple of months from now, um, I will hopefully be able to find out some ways that people can do things to protect themselves, because that's the thing I want to know is what you can actually do in order to uh, to protect yourself. At this point in time, if you're interested, I guess you could check them out with the Better Business Bureau and see what kind of rating they have uh, and see how much money is involved. Um, but that's what all I, I can't tell you anything about that company. But yes, I can tell you about this is a very, very serious problem that somebody's got to figure out a way to put it, to get a handle on this. Because if it happens to you and your house is sold from out from under you, it's a, devast- a devastating situation. So, so. Okay. All right, John. Thank you, sir. Okay, take care. Uh, and Nick, once we do that story, I will make sure we do it for you because it's. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what we can do to protect people, and that's what I got to sort of find out here. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, let's jump into. Um, uh, some of the stories that uh, that we're going to talk about here this morning and uh, is a new report that warns of bad actors in the interstate moving industry. There's a nightmare moving horror story here going on. Yeah, this was a big white paper that was done by the Better Business Bureau out of your area of the country, and they looked at the problems with moving uh, and found that uh, on average, the Better Business Bureau receives about thirteen thousand complaints and negative reviews about movers every single year. And more than 1,300 moving companies have an F rating because of unresolved and unanswered complaints. But this report looked at more than just simply having a problem with a bad mover. We're talking about movers here in many cases that are scammers from the word go. There are gangs that are setting up these bogus uh, companies that supposedly set you up with a mover. They put really good ads on the web. They uh, have great customer service when you call them to begin with, uh, and they want to set you up with a mover in your area. And, you know, the point of the story is that this is a really big deal. I mean, you're putting your whole life packing on a truck and hoping that they will get it there in one piece for the price you uh, agreed to at the time you, you need to have it there. And what these gangs are doing is so you, you hook up with them. In many cases, they don't even come out and do a face-to-face estimate of your of your property they just sort of like tell us what you have or walk around the room and, and sort of show us what you have and then we'll make an estimate of what it is the truck shows up you 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 they show up the truck shows up in some cases they want a huge deposit which most good moving companies if they want any deposit at all is not going to want a big deposit and um, they always want it in cash uh, the one victim we spoke to and i'll talk to a little bit more uh, in a minute uh, he's from your area um, the truck showed up was an unmarked car, like they had an unmarked truck. They had rented a truck. That's always not a good sign mm. when you come over and it shows up in, like, you know, enterprise rental car truck or something like that, or U-Haul truck. You want to be a moving company. Um, 
And then uh, what they do is they load the whole truck up, and then they say, you know, this is really more than we had estimated, and, uh, you know, we're going to have to discharge you more. And then you argue with them, maybe you'll pay more, maybe you don't. And then sometimes they also do it or do it at the end of the line. So there you are at your new place. This guy was moving from uh, Canton, Ohio to uh, Chicago. And, uh, hi, uh, you know, we, we, we need to charge you more because it just didn't work out the way we wanted it to do. And they hold your stuff hostage. Mm-hmm. I mean, your stuff's all fucked. And they say to you, do you want to pay for it, or do you want us to put it in storage somewhere and good luck ever getting it again, or whatever they may threaten to do. Uh, and, and if your stuff even arrives in one piece, because these guys, the bad guys, don't really care how they handle your stuff, and sometimes it, it shows up broken. So it's a really, really serious problem. People are losing thousands of dollars uh, to this thing. Um, do we have uh, time for me to just show you this story? Oh, this, yeah, this absolutely. Go ahead. So the guy's name is Eli Lemonster, and he was moving from Ohio to good old Chicagoland last year. He'd never made an interstate move before, and that's where this biggest problem is with interstate moves. And um, so he did what I guess most people do. He went online and found a company through a moving referral website. looked really nice. They were really nice on the phone. He hadn't heard of moving fraud. He described all the items to them and was quoted a price of $1,670, which sounded really good. And they asked for a $200 deposit, cash, basically uh, through Zelle, you know, the app that's used with the bank. Right. Which is not how you use that app to pay somebody you don't know. These things are to transfer money to somebody you have lunch with or a friend or something like that. But they got him to transfer the money. And then they loaded up the truck. And then uh, they showed up in an unmarked rental truck. And everything was loaded up to the truck. And they said, well, the price is now going to be $5,980, triple the original price quote. And they demanded cash on the spot. What? And. Yeah, it was, that was unbelievable. And here's the quote that Eli gave me. And he said to me, quote, I was totally blindsided by this. I couldn't believe it. My entire life was in this truck. My house was empty. And they're telling me I owe them an additional $4,300. Very few times in my life have I been shocked. And I was in shock. That's unbelievable. That is un- it's unbelievable. It is. And not uncommon. And not uncommon with these gangsters. I mean, it really isn't. And uh, so after some heated haggling, the driver agreed to hit the road for an additional $1,200 in cash. Eli said, it's all the money I have on me. And when the truck arrived there in Chicago, they called and told them the truck would be there. The truck showed up late. And then they said, well, we're not going to give you the stuff unless you pay even more. And as he said, quote, it was basically a hostage situation with my stuff, and the only way to get it was to pay a ransom. He said he felt like he was being robbed, so he didn't see any other option at that point in time, and he gave the movers another $3,300 in cash. So do the math. I hope Thomas has a cash register sound effect. But the move was supposed to cost him $1,670, and the bottom line was $4,900. That's unbelievable. That is really unbelievable. So the whole key to this story, you can find a lot more in tips on my website, consumerman.com. I have the checkbook story there is you have got to make sure you are dealing with a reputable company. You have got to get at least three estimates before you move your stuff. You have to check the company out with somebody like the Better Business Bureau or there are other associations that you can check them out with to make sure they're a legitimate organization. The other thing is because of COVID now, I found out in researching the story, you know, some people don't really want a moving company, an estimator to come into their house right. to, to 
around and do things. Well, the legitimate moving companies have actually figured out a way to deal with that. They have a thing where you can like walk around with a camera FaceTime or something like that. You can actually show them everything you have, and their software is able to translate that into 3D stuff and then figure out the weight so they can give you a, an estimate of, of what the value of your stuff is. That's a legitimate company. The con artists, what they do, all moves basically are done and they can wait. Uh, have you ever moved in a, with a moving truck and they weigh it? Because I did when I moved out to Seattle. I, have you ever done that? Yeah, no, I've, uh, I've, I've always had friends help me move. <laughs> yeah, mom and dad's house, you just put the, you know, put the stuff in a van. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, when I moved out here from Syracuse, um, they bring the truck, and they, they, they have come from the weigh station, and the truck is weighed, and they show you a document from the, the tear weight of what the truck is. And then they load all the stuff up, right. and then go to the, they go to the weigh station again, and they weigh the thing, and that's how much your goods are. It's just like if you go to a, uh, like a, a landfill or a dump site or something, they weigh your truck, and then they weigh it afterwards, and they how much you had on the truck. The con artists try to do it in volume because you can't figure out what in the world that is. So if somebody's telling you we're going to do this thing in volume, and that's what they told poor Eli here, well, you know, the volume is bigger than what we thought it was going to be. That's not how movers do it. Movers do it with weight. So, again, if somebody's trying to estimate your thing with a volume situation, run away as fast as you possibly can because you're not dealing with a legitimate mover. Yeah. Uh, and then, it, you know, the two ways to deal with your estimate is you want a binding estimate, which you may pay a little bit more, but that means you're locked in, or are you willing to take a chance that something else could be added on for whatever reason? So that's, again, a whole other decision we talk about in the story. But these guys, Nick, are really, really bad news, and they're just really um, they're just robbing people. And, again, it's, it's organized crime. It's not just bad movers. Anybody can hit a bad company, that, and maybe you can deal with them. These are organized criminals who, from the word go, they're the same kind of group that goes around and does bogus locksmith things. You're, you're stuck. You're locked out of your car. You see things as locksmith. You call, and they say it's going to be uh, Twenty nine ninety five or hundred dollars, whatever it is, and all of a sudden the guy wants two thousand um, dollars. It's the same kind of organized crime that is doing that is also doing these moving scams all across the country. Wow, crazy story! And it's all on your, uh, it's all on the website, homepage consumerman dot com. Homepage of consumerman dot com, and uh, all the information you need, and uh, and with advice on how to protect yourself from uh, from these scams. Yeah, and a lot of links of how you can check out movers if you're going to make a move and how to file a complaint. A lot of resources. It's a really it's one of the longer article we've written, but a lot of stuff in there for you. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff in here. So, uh, all right, you can go to uh, you can go to uh, consumerman.com right on the right on the on the page right there, uh, and, and uh, avoid. Uh, but that's really that's just really awful. I mean, holding holding your your possessions hostage. I mean, it's and just, I've it's awful. Over the Nick, who have never gotten it back. I mean, they just ran off with the stuff. <laughs> your life's is- these guys ran away with it. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. And there's not a lot of federal help anymore. The feds don't really regulate this as they used to, unless they can get a big pattern of complaints and go after the people. So a lot of it's you're on your own. You've really got to do all the homework up front to make sure you check on, on the person you're using. Okay. Be safe. All right. Uh, hang on. Okay, Herb. Okay, Nick. All right. Herb Weisbaum is with us. Always helpful. If you have a question uh, or a concern, if you have a, a consumer-related issue or you've got a question about a possible scam, uh, Herb is here to help out, uh, as he is every month. 312-981-7200. 312-981-7200. More with uh, Herb Weisbaum coming up here on WGN. Some people say a man is made out of mud. A poor man's made out of muscle and blood. Muscle and blood and skin and bones. A mind that's weak and a back that's strong. You load 16 tons. What do you get? Another day. All right. Nick uh, DeGilio here on 720 WGN. We're live in the Skyline Studio, 18 stories above 
beautiful downtown Chicago. We're here until 4 a.m. Uh, and then after 4, we head over to Bradley Place and uh, the TV side of WGN get some early morning news from those great people. And then the legendary Bob Surratt at 5 o'clock has your morning drive. 312-981-7200 is uh, the phone number if you'd like to join us. Herb Weisbaum is my guest. He is the Consumer Man. Check out ConsumerMan.com. He joins us once a month to help you out with your consumer issues. If you have any questions or concerns, 312-981-7200. We talk about the latest in consumer news as well. Uh, Hello, Herb. We're back. Hello, Nick. Hi. All right. We have another uh, caller here with a question. Here's Robert on WGN. Go ahead, Robert. Good morning, Nick. Good morning, Herb. Um, I have people who call me constantly because I used to sell timeshare. Now they want to get out of it. And every time you turn on the television or the radio, there's 25 different people who say they can get you out of your timeshare. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about that? Yes. In most cases, uh, they're scams uh, or you're not yeah. going to wind up doing well. Um, if you actually go to checkbook.org, uh, one of my colleagues actually wrote a huge story on timeshare companies. Some of these are now being sued by attorney generals across the country. Some of them are being sued uh, by individuals because uh, people paid the money up front. That's the problem I have with them. You pay up front uh, and then they never get service and they'll never return the money. There is a little marketplace now where you can actually sell them through like a real estate company that work in, like I know I have a timeshare in Hawaii and there's a company there that specializes in selling those things. Uh, of course, you know, you pay if the, if the timeshare gets sold. Um, and some of the, uh, and some of the uh, big uh, companies, because the timeshares, a lot of the big ones are now being run by the hotel corporations and they've set up programs where they can take them off people's hands and then they turn them back into new inventory and sell them for a whole lot more. But the timeshare relief company will get you out of your contract. First of all, you signed a contract. You're legally obligated to it, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but a very bad situation. But again, go to checkbook.org and look under timeshares, and there's a huge article where they looked into it, talked to uh, people who uh, were victims, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. All right, Robert. One more quick question. Uh, sure. I talked to someone who just said he just stopped paying. How badly can a, can a company that's overseas mess over your credit report if you just stop paying because my timeshare is in Salzburg, Austria. We're not allowed to fly there anymore. Remember, we're locked down in the United States. So, the payment through the timeshare? Yeah, no, no. I, I, I own my free and clear, but I still have to pay oh. You know your, your your yearly fee that they mess you on. In most cases, so my... Stop. In most cases, my experience is they probably won't bother you, especially if they're out of the country. But if they feel like it, they can sue you, uh, which is a, a hassle. Uh, or uh, they can uh, send you to collections. And if they send you to collections, that's going to absolutely devastate your credit score, which you need for a lot of things in life these days. So, um, you know, you may want to find out from them uh, what the, the possibility is of, of uh, if, you, if you don't want to go there, you can't do it, you want to give it back. Or if you plan to go there in the future, but you just don't want to pay now because you can't go, See if they'll give you some COVID relief or if they have exchange programs where you go someplace in the United States, like many timeshares do. You have a number of options. I always like to look at options before I simply not pay. That can, uh, can be a bad situation if you wind up, especially getting a big ding on your credit score. Right. Okay, Robert, thanks. Thanks for your call. Uh, 312-981-7200 is the phone number if you'd like to join us, if you have questions for Herb, the consumer man, Weisbaum. Um, let's talk a little bit about... Um, this story of, of consumer advocates blasting the federal government for gutting the payday lending rules. 
Yeah, this is a, this is a pretty simple story. Um, payday loans have been around for a long time, and they were designed to be a way to help you in an emergency situation uh, that didn't you have to get to the next payday, so you need a, bit, a little bit of cash. Uh, if you talk to any consumer advocate group or any consumer reporter in America, they would all put their hands up and say these are the most expensive loans you can get as a consumer loan, and they're horrible products that only make money for the people uh, that uh, provide the service. No matter what the people say, that they're helping get credit in America, and they're helping people, uh, you know, improve their lives. The statistics that were done by the CFPB, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, under the previous administration show that that's just not the case. Hasn't stopped people from using them. About 12 million Americans use a payday loan each year, according to the industry. Supposed to be uh, under about $500, unsecured, short-term loan, basically one to four weeks, wherever you get your next paycheck. Uh, But the problem is many people can't pay that due when it's due in full the next payday, and so they roll it over and roll it over and roll it over. And according to a study that was done a number of years ago by the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau under the Obama administration, um, a majority of the borrowers cannot pay off the loan, so they reborrow or renew the loan at least 10 times, and they wind up paying significantly more, Nick, in fees than the credit they receive for the loan in the first place. So it's what consumer advocates call the cycle of debt. You get yourself in, and you just get getting deeper and deeper and deeper into this debt trap. So the new rule that was going to take effect that got stopped by President Trump's uh, gang when they got in office said that the lenders were going to have to verify that you could pay back the loan when the loan came due if you're going to get a payday loan. Seemed fairly reasonable to most people in the consumer world, not to people in the credit industry, these folks in the credit industry. It's the same kind of rule that's used in all lending, Nick. They're not going to give you a mortgage if they don't think you can pay the mortgage. But the credit lenders don't see, see that as being important in the payday loan in the payday loan arena. Uh, and so the new rule basically says they do not have to do that. They Under the new rule issued by the uh, Trump administration, they do not have to make sure you can pay back the loan before they give you the loan. And we're all afraid that what it's going to result in, especially during COVID times, is an even deeper and deeper and deeper cycle of debt where people just get them in, themselves in so deep it's going to be really, really hard to get out. So for anybody listening, if there's anything you can do before you get yourself into a payday loan situation, talk to a friend, a family member, maybe if you can get a second job, something you can do, cut some expenses. It it sounds like a quick fix, but it really tends to be a long-term problem that could possibly haunt you for years. So if you want to read more about that, the numbers, the interest rates are absolutely phenomenal. Most of them, most likely APR 400 to 600% in some states. So it's just absolutely a phenomenal uh, rate of interest that you're paying on these loans, even though it's for a short term. Uh, Can I ask you a question, uh, Herb? Have you ever seen these commercials with Tom Selleck uh, doing the reverse mortgage thing? Yes. Uh, what, and that, yeah, tell me, tell that, me a little bit about that. What's going on there? It's a long discussion, and reverse mortgages have gotten a lot better over the years than when they first started off, which were absolutely horrendous. Um, but the situation is that there can be a lot of a lot, and you have to have counseling now. There was it was such a bad situation that uh, the government now requires you to have a counselor to make sure that you basically have an idea of what you're getting into. Um, but it can lead to various problems. There have been people you still have to pay, uh, like the uh, the taxes on the property and do the upkeep. Uh, there have been people who have had their lost their house because they didn't do what was required. There are people who didn't really realize that they wanted to leave stuff to the kids and they didn't have anything left because basically because they'd eaten up all the equity they had in their home. So while it can be good in some situations, people who are desperate for money or want the money, it's something that clearly has to be thought through clearly, carefully, uh, and studied and have some guidance with somebody who you know you can trust, maybe a trusted lawyer or financial advisor, not just somebody who's trying to sell you a reverse, a reverse loan. So Okay. All right. I, I just always get annoed when I see those commercials with, with Tom well, Sutton. Because, because yeah, it... it, it 
it always sounds better than it really is. And there's always a lot of catches and gotchas in these things that are really, really important for everybody to, uh, to consider before they do it. Okay. All right. Uh, it, it is uh, summertime, obviously, so people uh, are probably going to try and get outdoors. But uh, it, it says, be safe in the sun, the top-rated sunscreens, and how to use them properly. This is helpful. Well, this was a, a, you know, Consumer Reports does a test every year of sunscreens. Don't we have it summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime, keto? Uh, <laughs> I would sing it for you, but I won't. Um, and anyway, it's really important to note that they found, you know, we all re- rely on the SPF factor, the sun protection factor, right. that, you know, 30 or higher. Right. Um, but what they found is uh, they tested 56 products, 53 products this year, and found that 36 did not provide the sun protection value labeled on the product. So if you put it on properly, you were not getting the protection that the manufacturer told you were getting. I find that troubling. Yeah. Um, and so that's why uh, it's pretty important. And, you know, skin cancer is up. Uh, melanoma, the deadly form of cancer, is up. Nearly 7,000 people, unfortunately, are expected to die from it this year. And everybody says that a good sunscreen used properly can reduce the risk of developing melanoma by about 50%. So it's really, really important. Uh, I'll give you the two top performers if you want to write them down, or it's also in my story for folks listening. Uh, they found that Trader Joe's spray, which has an SPF of 50 it had a perfect score, Nick. And it isn't very often products have a perfect score with Consumer Reports. Uh, this was 100 points. Wow. And so Trader Joe's spray, SPF 50 plus is what they call it. And then Copper Tone Ultra Guard Lotion, and that's SPF 70, and that had 94 out of 100. Again, very, very good scores. Copper Tone Ultra Guard Lotion, SPF 70. And they literally test these things, Nick, by having people... Uh, like they take their backs and they put the lotion on they let, ahead of time. And they do everything in the directions, and then they literally fire some UV rays at them in a little controlled canister thing, and then they see how they burn and what they do. And that's how, I mean, it's really human tests is how they rate these things. So um, that, that's really, really important. Um, the other thing they found out was a lot of people in this day and age want to use more natural products. They don't like chemicals. And Consumer Reports has found consistently, and this is really important for people to know, that uh, for those who use products that are made with minerals and don't want to use products with chemicals in them, they don't perform as well the products with zinc oxide and titanium dioxide as the products with some chemicals in them. The number one chemical in these products is called oxybenzone. It is very controversial because there is some evidence that it remains in the body, gets into the bloodstream. Some thought that it may uh, get absorbed and uh, affect the endocrine, uh, endocrine system and may also be some damaging to sunscreens. And eventually some states are going to outlaw these things like Hawaii and I believe Florida in a couple of years. Right now, the federal government, the FDA, has asked the industry for more information about this chemical. The FDA pointed out that it does not mean it's dangerous uh, at this point in time, but it wants to know a lot more about it. Um, but that that's a uh, consideration. Uh, what do you do? Consumer Reports says try to use as little as possible. Um, they said there's a whole bunch of chemicals, and oxybenzone is probably the least uh, one of concern at this point in time if you, if you want to use one. Um, the other thing, of course, you can stay in the shade. You can protect yourself with clothing. Um, and uh, um, so, um, by the way, I should say the, the one that you should look, I made a mistake, the one you should look not to have in, the chemical to avoid if you're concerned about it is oxybenzone, O-X-Y-B-E-N-Z-O-N-E. That's the one that tends to be the most pro- problematic. Now, there are about 12 different chemicals used, but oxybenzone is the one that tends to be giving everybody a little gas right now. So uh, if, you're in, if you're concerned about that, uh, that's the chemical to avoid. They did test and found two products that they said did not have chemicals in it, and they were oxybenzone-free and did well. They're two Hawaiian Tropic products. So it's Hawaiian Tropic Silk Hydration Weightless Formula, and that's SPF 30, got a 69 out of 100. 
Hawaiian Tropic Silk Hydration Weightless Lotion, SPF 30, and Hawaiian Tropic Sheer Touch Ultra Radiance Lotion, SPF 50, and I got a 50 out of 100. A lot of names. They're all in the story. They're all on my uh, website, consumerman.com, so you can find out all about it. You also talk about, uh, in the, and they also talk about in the article, kids and sunscreen. Yes, a lot of people think there's a need for a special sunscreen for kids. They don't really rate sunscreens that way. Uh, a kid sunscreen can be used on an adult, and an adult sunscreen can be used on a kid. It's all based on the SPF. But uh, it's, So don't worry about that. There are some sunscreens made for your face. No, You don't need a separate sunscreen for your face, except they may be made in a way they don't clog your pores as much. So for if you feel better or cleaner or it doesn't give you problems with, with your face, that's a reason to use it, not that it's any different with the protection. But the big thing they pointed out, and this is really critical, is for people of color, a lot of them do not wear sunscreen. Uh, as a matter of fact, they did a survey, Consumer Reports, and found out that 39% of African Americans say they've ever used a sunscreen, and uh, 77% of Latinos and whites say they've used a sunscreen. Yes, if you have more melanin in your skin, if you're a person of color, you do get a little bit of extra protection from the sun's rays. But it does not prevent you from getting a sunburn. It does not prevent you from getting a skin cancer. African Americans, black people do get skin cancer, not as much as white people, but they certainly do get it. So the advice is you absolutely should be using a sunscreen when you go out in the sun. If for no other reason, that'll prevent you from getting the wrinkles, which is one of the other things that sun damage does to your skin besides cause cancer. It also wrinkles your skin. So that's a really, really thing, important thing I want to get across. It doesn't matter what your skin tone is, everybody should be wearing sunscreen. Okay. All right, Herb, hold on. Got it. All right. Herb Weisbaum is with us. Uh, he's your consumer man. Check out consumerman.com. And for all of these articles that we're talking about, everything is posted at consumerman.com with links and details and long stories. Uh, and, and like this, the whole top rated sunscreen story is there and you can check it out. Uh, and you can call us, uh, too at 312-981-7200. 312-981-7200. More with Herb coming up on WGN. <laughs> Beyond the sea, somewhere waiting for me. My lover stands on golden sand. Sam watches the ships that go sailing. All right. Hello, Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN. We are live in the Skyline Studio, 18 stories above. Beautiful downtown Chicago. Coming up, we are going to talk about uh, a West Loop restaurant that claims to have the most expensive uh, PB&J ever. And in, uh, we're going to talk about some of the world's most expensive foods, too. And we got some uh, Carson Comedy Classics for you. Every morning at 2.30, uh, weekday morning at 2.30, we play back a, a clip from uh, Johnny Carson. You can watch the Johnny Carson show on Antenna TV every night. And uh, we play sketches or interviews or stand-up, and uh, this is a big one. It's David Brenner's debut on The Tonight Show, his first appearance from 1971. And that's what we're going to be playing back. And the news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Herb Weisbaum, the consumer man, is with us. And if you have a uh, concern or a question, um, uh, 312-981-7200. And hello, Herb. And I remember seeing that first uh, appearance by David Brenner. Do you? Yeah, I was in college, and I'm from Philly. He's a Philly boy, so oh, it was like right. Hey. He is from Philly. That's right. So, yep. yeah, uh, that'll be great. I mean, I I, saw, I got to see David Brenner, um, uh, about maybe about like a couple of years before he passed, uh-huh. at uh, a, a local um, 
comedy club here in Chicago uh, called Zanies, and <laughs> it's a it's a nice intimate room. It's a small room, and so it was really cool to see him, you know, up close. Yeah, and yeah. and he was great, and he was really funny. I had him on my show too. He was he was great. He was he. Yeah, he I've always thought he was funny. Yep. Hundred and fifty five appearances on the Tonight Show, Herb. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, it is. It certainly that's is. A lot. Um, okay, let me ask you about this the, this uh, story that's developing again. Um, the, the headline here by a story that you wrote is, Is that really customer service that you just dialed? Yes, um, that's a story I'm working on. Actually, it's going to be posted another day or two, but you know we always sneak things in for you ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, but, um, so here's the deal. Criminals, and this scam has been going on for a while, but criminals are setting up customer service lines and they're, be, they're imposters. They're pretending to be the customer service line. And you you do a Google search, and you ask for the customer service line for an airline. Uh, one of the victims, actually, did a, in the story, uh, did United Airlines. Or you ask for the customer service for uh, Amazon or the customer service for Cash App. And you wind up talking to a criminal who answers the phone, whatever you think they should answer. You know, hello, United Airlines customer service, or right. hello, Cash App, whatever. And then they wind up, their their whole goal is to either get personal information so they can drain an account or do something or get you to pay cash on the spot for something you shouldn't pay for. So um, uh, the, the, in the case of the United Airlines, it was not a real United Airlines uh, customer service desk, and they got the person to pay with a credit card number the uh, change fee for the ticket. And then, of course, it was United Airlines, so they paid money to a con artist. Um, with a Cash App one, Cash App does not have, and they warn on their website, but Cash App does not have a telephone number you can call. There is no customer service line. So they called the, this person, and this person got their, bamboozled them into giving them their personal information. You know, we need, to, we need to reset your account or whatever they do, give us your stuff. And, you know, you never, ever give your PIN or password, even to the company if you're calling legitimately. They'll never ask you for that. And they got his pin and password and stole a couple of thousand dollars out of his cash app um, money management uh, tool that he had. So, uh, and then the Amazon situation was, uh, again, they uh, wound up stealing money from this person because somehow they got the information they needed. Uh, oh, that's right. They told her that there was something wrong with her account and that in order to set it straight, they had to get at remote access to their to her computer, something you never do uh-huh. unless... You call a, a service company and know who you're talking to, and by getting in, they were able to access her checking account and drain some money from her, a couple thousand dollars from her checking account. Oh. So um, it's a really bad situation, and the and like I said, it's been going on for a while, but AARP tells me that they're seeing the Fraud Watch Network folks here, a whole bunch of complaints in the last couple of months, basically since COVID set in, and they're thinking that maybe people are home and they can't see customer service in person or they have a problem and they got time on their hands, so they're just Googling or whatever the customer service and trying to make a call. And the, the, the word is here, just be really, really careful. Uh, you know, If anybody asks you for uh, personal information or anything like that, you need to hang up immediately. You got the wrong website. Um, you just got to really, really be leery of that kind of situation, especially now when you may not be able to get customer service in person and are trying to get over the phone. The best advice I got so far from the folks at the AARP Fraud Watch Network is get it from some reliable source. You know, if you're trying to call your bank or your credit card, the number's on the statement, the number's on the back of your credit card, the number's on the back of your airline mileage card. Uh, if you have a, uh, um, a warranty with a, a product, the, the service number's on there. I mean, just be real. Because what these guys do, Nick, is they buy the ads, and so when you do a search, they show up at the top, and a lot of people don't even realize their ads or see that little AD there. Yeah, yeah. And so 
they think it's a legitimate number, so they click on it. That's how they're getting people to click on their websites. Um, it's just a terrible problem. And uh, there's one site we found that is called Elliot Advocacy, and uh, it'll be listed in the story. And what they are, there's a, they're a nonprofit group. I'm just dialing it up right now. And um, what they do is they have a whole list of uh, customer uh, uh, customer service lines. It's E-L-L-I-O-T-T dot org, Elliot Advocacy, Advocacy. And you can go through, they help consumers with a bunch of problems, but you can go through company contacts and get the actual bona fide customer service numbers for every kind of industry broken down alphabetically. they got airlines, auto manufacturer, uh, healthcare, hotel, telecom, timeshare, utilities, publishers, mass transit, that kind of thing, and know you're getting a legitimate customer service number. So when in doubt, go to Elliot Advocacy, Elliot.org, and check it out and uh, and get the right number, E-L-L-I-O-T-T. All right, there it is. Uh, before we let you go, there is a, a headline here that I want to get to. We've only got a couple, of, a few minutes sure. to talk about it. Uh, many consumers enrolled in the COVID-19 payment modification programs are finding that their credit files are erroneously tarnished. Tell me about that. So here's the deal. According to the uh, the CARES Act that was passed by Congress in March, if you get a COVID relief program, you contact your lender, like we've talked about before, and said, hi, can I skip a payment or pay a little bit less or something like that, and they agree to it. And if you're current on that account at the time you made the agreement, they cannot report your payment as being delinquent or late or whatever. We don't make that payment that they told you you don't have to make. But what's happening is because, and we knew this, I told you this was going to happen when we talked a couple of months ago, this is so big, so many different companies, they don't remember the code they're supposed to put in, so they're reporting people as being delinquent when they promised them they didn't have to make the payment. Well, if you get a delinquent payment, one late payment, and you have a good credit score, it can drop as much as 100 points overnight. That's huge have an enormous impact on your life. So what we're telling people is, and the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau we found had uh, since March more than 650 complaints that we could verify uh, about this kind of situation. Some of them don't specify the exact reason, and there's thousands and thousands of complaints, but at least 650 that we could verify. So here's the deal. Go in and get your free copy of your credit report. If you have any kind of forbearance, forgiveness, COVID relief program, get a free copy of your credit report from Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion, Mm -hmm. the big three credit bureaus. Only one website you use, annualcreditreport.com, and you can get it now once every week for free through April of next year. That's a COVID thing that they've done. So annualcreditreport.com, you need to check all three because some companies don't report to all three bureaus and see if there's anything weird in there. The other warning sign, and if it is any challenge, it, there's a process online to challenge it. If for any reason your, your credit score drops overnight for free, uh, excuse me, overnight dramatically for no reason whatsoever. That is an instant warning that something is going on and you better check it out. I tell people now, you, you always should have a, a monitoring service on your credit score. Most credit cards do it now. A lot of banks, a lot of credit unions do it as a free service to their customers. If you don't get it free from one of your financial institutions, try a trusted source like NerdWallet. They have a service you can sign up for. You've got to give them your, credit, your um, debit card. Excuse me. It's not a charge. You have to give them your social security number because that's how they find your credit files to do the credit score. Right. So you have to, that it's got to be a, a trusted company and you've got to go to them. But that's the way to keep so If you're going along and you haven't changed anything in your life and all of a sudden your credit score tanks, that's an indication that either somebody put something erroneous in your file or you're a victim of identity theft. And I always now suggest to people that that's a really good way to know what's going on. You should actually do that. Okay. All of the, everything that we've been talking about is available at consumerman.com. Uh, Herb, it's always a pleasure uh, to have you on. It's always informative, and you help yeah, you help a lot of people out. And I learn something new every time. Every time you're on the show, it's always a delight. 
Thanks. And, and as listeners who go there, there's a, a quick thing to like your name and the email address. You get my uh, weekly free consumer newsletter. I give you the Nick podcast and a whole bunch of stories that I do for Como News and really keep you up to date on what's happening in the consumer world to save you time and save you money and keep you uh, from getting taken by the bad guy. Yeah, make sure you subscribe to that newsletter. It's great, and it's really cool, and it's all there at ConsumerMan.com. Herb, we'll talk to you next month. Have a good vacation, and uh, use your sunscreen. Okay. Okay, take care. <laughs> Herb. Herb Weisbaum. Uh, the Consumer Man. Check out ConsumerMan.com.